What's up, race fans, and welcome to another episode of the Piscina Report. This is the podcast vodcast that gets past the hype to give you, the viewer or listener, the lowdown on what's really going on in the MotoGP paddock. Well, here we are, season 2021. This is episode 15. It is, where are we? We're in June. We've just had the Saxon Ring German round. And, oh, wow, what a race. This guy here, if everybody thought that, that that's it, he was done. I don't think so, Tim. He's had an absolute blinder. The king of the ring, as always. It was absolutely crazy. So uh, let's just quickly, before we get started, throw over to my incredible co-host. I don't think you've ever seen Mark Marquez on form, have you, Andra? I haven't, but I must say I giggled the most every time they kept saying king of the ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, do you know what? I had really mixed emotions because I thought he was yeah. done. It. And I know that Manuel said last week that he was going to win and I was so close to putting money on it. So thank the stars that I didn't. <laughs> um, as, as the race was happening, I was like, no, no, I don't want him to do this. But then at the end, I was like, yes, come on. It exactly. Was, it was really, really bizarre mixed emotions. That's right. It was, wasn't it? Indeed. And and Manuel, how are you doing, mate? You were uh, you you didn't go to Germany this this last week. I remember you told us, but you did watch it from the uh, from the comfort of your house of your of your house and your couch. What was it like for you? Well, first I have to say that you pushed me out of bed this morning. Ah. So you are, you are really <laughs> racing junkies, you know? Yeah. Because this is unhuman what you did to me today. But here I am to talk about racing. What, sorry, what not we sorry. <laughs> we're not sorry. <laughs> That's right. Manuel just got out of bed. I just got off a plane. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm just on holiday because I'm bored. So I obviously have been hassling <laughs> like, everybody to do this. Yes. <laughs> so Adela, oh. let, 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 let me say again the place where you are. Adelaide, no? Adelaide. Yep. Yes. Adelaide. Yes. Just about got it right this time. <laughs> I still don't know why Jack Miller laughed at that, but I, I like it. <laughs> he thought it was hilarious. Indeed. I'm, sorry, I'm still well, getting confused. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I yesterday I finished all my writing pretty late because mm -hmm. there was a lot going on in Saxon Ring, not only the super victory of, look, I have heard uh, about Marcus Ring, okay? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I have heard about Saxon King. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, I heard that one, the Saxon King, yes. <laughs> yeah. So there are so many names related to, to what he did that was fantastic, but... Uh, we have to say that for us, it wasn't a surprise. Right. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. And for, for, that's right. For all the, all the listeners and all the viewers out there, if, uh, if you took Manuel's hot tip last week, he did, he called it right here that Marquez was going to win, then you would be a very happy camper this week. I know that I did. I put him in my fantasy team so and gave I. him a double points boost. Oh, I yeah. used all mine up, but I messaged, I think I messaged you, Stu, and I was like, yep. I feel so dirty. I just put Mark Marquez in my fantasy team. Yep. And I went, yeah, me too. Yeah. But but then as, yeah. as you say, Andrew, we were watching it going, this is crazy. I, I almost still don't want him to win, mm. even though he's in my fantasy team. It was it yes. was nuts indeed. So so Manuel, let's um let let's get straight into the MotoGP. There's lots to talk about in Moto Three and Moto Two as well, but we we ha absolutely have to talk about MotoGP first, don't we? Yeah, I think we we should uh, start with the big start of the weekend with Super Mark Marquez. He he did one of these uh, epic episode, you know, the sportsman. Like coming from from the from the the hole, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, basically to explain what happened, I think we explained it uh, in our last episode, but I will mm -hmm. repeat it. You know, it was 
uh, the key point for this, what happened and what we saw in Saxon was the test in Barcelona after the Grand Prix, that Monday yeah. test. Yeah. You know, that test that uh, where Marc Marquez almost completed 90 laps. I think there mm. were 87 laps. And there, the team, um, no, not there. After, with all the data the team gathered there, they worked 24 7 for a lot for two weeks mm -hmm. and they got it you know they got yeah. it and then we saw that the bike in mark's hand because with the other riders it didn't work in mark's hand it was uh, terrific and also mark said that uh, these tests help uh, helped him to understand the new rear tire which he had used only in that race in Jerez where he crashed remember yeah. Because in, in, 2020, in 2020, there was introduced a new rear tire, which Mark didn't know. Oh, That's yeah, right. He, he's not familiar with that at all, is he? So, and he got, he started to understand that tire during that test in Momelo. Mm -hmm. So this is basically the technical key point. And then the other key point, obviously, is the determination, the mental strength, Mm -hmm. the race strategy that was fantastic. Only Mark could do something like this. You know, the it's race classic strategy, Mark is. Yeah, look, because before the race, it was very clear that Mark's chances were um, dependent on the start. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, on a circuit that was in which is so difficult to, under, to overtake with his physical condition, he, for him would be even more difficult, but he knew this. He started from the fifth position of the grid mm -hmm. and arrived at the first corner second. Yeah. When they, when they crossed the finish line for the first time, he was already first. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then look, then the race depended only on him, not on the others mm. anymore. And I, I, it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting to see how I think about five or eight laps in or something, um, we were having a look at the lap times and the lap times are actually half a second slower than what um, they predicted the, the race lap times would be. And so Mark, he obviously just, he got out the front and he just, he just managed the pace again. Like I say, classic yeah. Mark. Is, after, just the race, after the race, he said something interesting. He said, look, in this circuit, uh, rear tire management is a must, mm -hmm. but with our bike, and we are the only ones, we also have to take care of the front. Yeah. So he, then he said, that's why I was riding at that pace. Mm. But then somebody opened the sky yep. and, the and, pin. and fled ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> and you know, like, it's like. There was 21, so it was crazy. Can you guys tell me in that what I was watching? Because I was getting so excited for another flag to flag race. I was like, come on, yeah. rain. <laughs> And obviously, I know that's great conditions for him. Did people, I noticed that they started to ride a bit, um, what's the right word to use? A bit freer Cautiously. and pushed and pushed a bit harder. Less cautious, yes. Yeah. Because they were like, all right, no, if it's going to rain, no, we need no, to. No, the, differ the difference was the following. The difference was when Mark saw these drops, he said after the race, I said to myself, that's my race. Mm -hmm. yep. Because he knew that the others would have a a period of doubt, you know, mm. to understand, oh, oh, what's going on? How is the, the grip of the track? Mm -hmm. So this is a, of a, a certain moment of um, 
how advantage, do you see? Like there's, an there's, advantage there's a moment, for him. Yeah, so there's a moment of adjustment that, that riders would yeah, exactly. normally go through. Confusion, it, uh, confusion exactly, adjustment. Yeah. And Mark... Uh, he just said, there, stuff it. I'm just going for it. There he bet on, on it. So he took a lot of risk, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because he saw, he, he said, I have three laps to push, push, push. Yep. And if you go, that's what he exactly did. Then when the others uh, awake, awoke, Mm -hmm. He had already the gap mm -hmm. that allowed him seconds, to win yeah. the race. Yep. That gap was, these three laps was the key. So why does, well, he, yeah. why does he love those mixed weather conditions? Because obviously it can jeopardize, you know, with the tires and the track. Because what, why he, does he like it? He is probably more unconscious you know, mm -hmm. and he has more control of the bike. But okay. basically he is brave, brave and controls the bike. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be fair enough. So the other question for me, though, Manuel, like we've 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 just proven once again about how much of a of a freak this guy is, because he comes back after almost a year off. He has yes, he has a few races to to get himself back up to speed again, but now he's on the top step of the podium. The next Honda is tenth. Yeah. Like, the, have have Honda just gone back to their old ways? Have they just gone? We're building a bike for Mark, and everybody else can just put up with it. Look, I, I don't know what I know, and the people or the person who has given me the information about what happened during this test mm. is somebody inside that garage, of, of course. And probably now Honda is trying to, you know, they, they are putting these guys on the electric chair to know yep. who is the, the yep. deep throat. He's talking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, this guy told me the following because he was talking about Marcus group you know yep. marcus group find out marcus group mm -hmm. is boosted Mar so it's like if they were a isolated group yep isolated group yep. but for me it's difficult to 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 get it because at the end the data everything is open you know all everyone can see the data but mm -hmm. what is clear is that marcus group works for them for mark Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't share. If they can, they would absolutely, mm. uh, you know, uh, close everything to yeah. everyone. It's a team within the team. Yes. And they don't care about the rest. It's like we, 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 we. Yep. So I don't know if what they got, just they got it, which I doubt. Mm. And if not, what they got is not enough for the others still. Clearly, clearly, yeah. Because, yeah, like I say, we had Paul in 10th on exactly the same machinery. Um, and then we had, what, Takadan in 13th. So in that's... saying that, though, Stu, like you mentioned that with Honda, I noticed that with some of the others too, like Yamaha, for example, and that's Ducati cool. a bit. They've got, a, you know, the front and then the end. They're not together like they've been sort of through the first part of the season. There's a big separation. So that can't mm. be the bikes, right? That's the rider. Yeah, that's it's, yeah the, the the ride the rider groups the rider teams within within the, the the factory team yeah for sure for sure yeah we we can we can uh, analyze what's happening in Yamaha that is clearly something similar but taken to the extreme right yeah but before I I want to underline that uh, Paul Espargaro crashed three times in Saxony yeah he did yeah three um, times twice <laughs> on Friday. Mm -hmm. So, and once on Saturday. So at the end, I, th I think he said, okay, 
enough for this weekend, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> he, he just, yeah, he did. He, he just put, put the pen away, put it back in his pocket and went, I'll just go around and around slowly yeah. to make sure I don't crash again. And let's just go to Essen. <laughs> Look, we have, uh, I think this has been the eighth race or the seventh. I don't remember. Uh, seventh or eighth uh, round. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. And Paul Espargaro has already 12 crashes. God. So remember, so what I wrote yesterday, remember, uh, you know, the, to, to, how to say, to make his dream come true, which was, I, I always dreamt with uh, riding a Honda with the Repsol color. Yep. Has been, uh, I think, not a very good decision, especially nah. seeing the KTMs he left behind. Exactly. Yeah. That, how would well, that make him feel? By the way, where he was, the top rider, the reference, like the, yeah. the favorite guy of the KTM. So he left all this behind to fulfill that dream that has turned into a nightmare, right? Because I know yep. there was there was talk about at the beginning how he was going to crash a lot while he, while he learned the boundaries of the bike and got the hang of the bike. But <laughs> I guess that's going a bit far now. Yeah. I don't know. No, <laughs> Endra, in fact, remember he was saying, no, no. I, I admit, I realize that we'll, I will have to crash at the beginning to understand the bike. Yes. Well, or he doesn't get his, it uh, his head is quite, uh, how do you say? Hard. <laughs> Hard or <laughs> yeah. the bike doesn't work because he's yeah. a harsh learner, let's say. It's a harsh yes. learner. Yeah it's a, yeah, it's a hard lesson for him, that's for sure, indeed. So, yeah, let's, let's definitely move on to Yamaha, for sure. Um, I mean... Very much a, a story of uh, similar to, to Honda, how they've got one rider who's performing and then the rest of the riders seem to be struggling. Did Maverick finish the race? Um, <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, he did. Last. Dead last. He, he did finish the race. I, I had to check. Whose fault was it check. this time? Oh, it was probably some gypsy somewhere cursed him. <laughs> no, look, the problem I, uh, in... Um... I think that the one who made the difference, and not only in the result, but in how he approached uh, the Grand Prix was Quartararo. You know, the Yamaha really didn't work in Saxony. They had a problem. I don't know exactly which one, but they had a problem. It's clear. Mm -hmm. A problem that made them not be fast enough to qualify good on the grid. Yep. Right? So, because we saw on the grid, Maverick Vinales second last. We saw also around there, Morbidelli. We saw oh, there, yeah. Valentino Rossi. Yep. You know, it, it was like, if you turn around that uh, mm -hmm. grid five year, three years ago, it would be the front row. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. I noted that with Q1 as well. You look, you look at Q1, that session, Q1, that was pretty much the, the top half of the grid three or four years ago. Yeah, Mir, Mir was 15th. Yes. <laughs> Brad Binder was along, alongside him. So it was like, what is happening? Mm. Well, the, the thing is that, uh, you know, the, Fabio showed in this race how mature and how strong he is. Oh, yeah. Mm. Because he was once again capable to, with a bike that didn't work, to put all, like he says, to put all his energy together and did one lap that saved his race. Mm -hmm. You know, because in essence, starting from the two front uh, first rows yep, is like 80% uh, of the race. That's it. That's so it. he was, he almost did the pole again with a bike that didn't work. This is a, 
incredible capacity Fabio has. Mm. Yeah, indeed. And the rest of the guys, like you say, Andrew, so Vinales finished last. Morbidelli was just in front of him. Mm. So, and, and this is a guy that we were, you know, we, we, were, we were touting for big things, even at the beginning of this year and all through last year. Absolutely incredible. They're, they're, they're the last two people on the grid. Is it, is it just a case of this track, the Yamaha doesn't like it, Manuel, or are there deeper problems here? Yeah, look, the problem is that uh, in Saxon it's very difficult to overtake. And if you have to overtake, you have to arrive at a certain breaking point so close that you can dip in. Yeah, yeah. You know, the problem, look, uh, the problem of Morbidelli is very clear to explain. He crashed in Q1, I think. Yep. So he was crashing in Q1, he was back. Yep. Then he has the slowest bike, the bike with less power of all the grid. Mm-hmm. So he he. He, there was no way for him to overtake nobody. So you, this is the explanation. In the case of Maverick, look, um, <clears throat> okay, the bike doesn't fit, let's say. Doesn't, the problem is that Fabio has drilled his brain. You know, and this, I, I spoke yesterday with somebody inside the team and you know, when he sees um, Quartararo doing well, he mm-hmm. gets crazy. Yep. And then what, that, what is happening? Then he wants to change the whole bike. Then he blames the bike. The bike doesn't work. Change it. So they, cut, they start to move it up, down. Oh, God. And he gets lost. He panics, then he gets lost. He, that's the word. He panics. But yep. he panics looking at Quartararo. And... I don't tell you what happens when he sees Morbidelli in front of him. Then the panic turns into, I don't know how to describe Rage. <laughs> it's all mental. Yeah. Yep. So is that, uh, just to dig a bit deeper into Yamaha there, is that, is that what happened with, with him and the crew chief mm. over, over this last couple of weeks? Is... Yeah, yeah. Look, the, uh, the, it's the same. Maverick, when, when he got... Screwed, you say in English? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Then can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. <laughs> then he doesn't think. He doesn't think. Right. He just went again with this crew chief. When he saw, for example, Quartararo, then he, st- he said to his crew chief, no, 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 let's change the bike. And the crew chief basically told him, Maverick, work on your riding. Let's work on the electronic. Because Quartararo. Right. Quartararo, how it works, they have a, uh, a base. Mm-hmm. They have a base, a base setup. Yep. And from, from that point, they change very little things. And it's Quartararo who starts to adapt his riding because probably we don't see it. We don't notice it from outside. But mm-hmm. the, the people inside and the one who work with him, they explain me that he works a lot with riding position. If there is a certain turn that doesn't work, then he tries putting the weight different on the bike. You know, instead of messing around with the bike, yeah, it's him to try to adapt to what he has. Instead yes. of trying that the, the all the beast, the machine, the mm-hmm. complete vehicle adapts mm-hmm. to him, which is much more complicated. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, we we've. We've spoken about it before, haven't we, Andrew? How we said the difference between bike racing and car racing is mm. the, the rider is a large percentage of the equation and has to take responsibility for 
for, for being responsible for a lot a lot of the a uh, lot of the performance. Yeah, sorry, maybe, Andrew, I interrupted. Oh you no, no, on. no. I was just going to say maybe Maverick should change to cars. <laughs> but it is, like to see like that maturity <laughs> and and at least attempting and try. Isn't that what they're meant to do? I suppose try this, yeah. try this. You can't just exactly. sit there and go tweak that. Like yeah, he's yeah. No, look the, the thing, and exactly look. If I were, if I were, if I were, yes, if I were mm. a doctor, I would say that Maverick, the amount of frustration he has, he cannot handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, he needs yep. urgently a psychologist, but urgently, yeah, urgently. I'd say so. Because yeah. now, now the story is, look at this. Now he says that the Yamaha is not the bike he likes. Then he says, remember about the, the, the grass of the neighbor that is always, always green. Then he says, yeah, if I had a Ducati or if I had a Suzuki, right. it w- I would be much faster. Because he says, look, and this you won't hear any, anywhere else. He's basically Maverick rides with the rear. Okay. Okay. With the rear, so he he doesn't use the front. He's a rear uh, wheel rider. He's a real man, rear man. <laughs> a rear with the, the rear. rear. Andra, no jokes about. He's about the rear, please. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking. <laughs> so and he uh, he says that for his riding style, Ducatis and Suzuki would be better. He left Suzuki. He refused to side with Ducati and went to Yamaha. So yep. now, you know, he's regretting about something he pushed apart. Yep. But you, this is all here, mental. How long is his contract for? Until the end of Next 2022. Year? Yeah. And he's got, he's got paid huge. I think mm. he's the guy who, the second best paid guy of the... Well, he was. He was like this amazing. I remember when we got when we started. Besides me thinking he was reading a book upside down, he was like the man. And I've not seen. Yeah. yeah. Not he seen. he was going to be the next world champion, especially when Marquez was was out. He was going to be the next mm. world champion. Yeah. For yeah, sure. and he was. He has been for years, for years, the yep. biggest Marquez rival since they mm-hmm. were kids. We have talked about that. Here. Yep, that's right. That's right. And what a shame because he's obviously bloody talented and every now and then when the planets align like we've spoken about he does it but he just can't get a he can't step back from himself to yeah uh, it's a shame because he could be Andra, Andra, I, it's pro- basically sh- probably it's the same what happens with Masia in in Acosta yep you know uh, Masia, yeah. Masia's mm-hmm. brain has been up, uh, sucked by Acosta completely. Oh yeah, Com- yeah, completely. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get back to that. I just want to pick up on a He's comment. He's my that- favorite. I know, I know. <laughs> I just want to pick up on a comment that Andrew made there before about uh, about going to car racing. Speaking of uh, of Yamaha riders going to car racing, uh, are we hearing any more about Rossi maybe going to World Endurance Racing next year on four wheels? Well, yes, I, I think an Italian newspaper published something like this, but this isn't the secret. You know, Valentino yeah. has said this a hundred times. He, he will whether go uh, endurance racing. He was always also thinking in about doing a fall season in, um, in Indy cars in the States. Yes, yeah. You know, he's going to race. Oh, Valentino yeah. doesn't owe another life like this. He's not starting to cook 
uh, or to do breakfast or you know eggs at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No, that he won't do that. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, cool. Um, let's let, let's have a let's have a talk about. I, I think a manufacturer that I think they had the best weekend out of out of all out of all the manufacturers. KTM. I think they had an incredible weekend. I don't think they could have possibly imagined a weekend as, as good as they were going to have. I mean, it starts in MotoGP, obviously, but then in the other classes as well. Oh, like, yeah. They're just dominating. I think we all, we all are getting KTM more and more every week, aren't we? Yeah, well, yeah I think so. We're, <laughs> we're getting KTM fever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's a brand that somehow it conquers you, you know? Does, How yeah. they are, their spirit. Uh, you see that they are with the kids that start, they are in the top and fighting with the same fighting spirit, you know? Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, the lemma, the logo of the company is ready to race. Yes, that, that's right. That's exactly right. They are they are born racers. They they really genuinely are. we we call them the underdog and and the, you know the, the 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 little guy. But realistically, when you when you look at the size of the organization, especially with enduro and, and off road racing, motocross, motocross, Paris, they are yeah, yeah yeah exactly. They are they are a massive machine, and so a little bit like the eye of Sauron in Lord of the Rings, it was going to be a dangerous <laughs> thing if they put their focus on MotoGP for any amount of time. And here they are. They've, they've been doing that. And now they're, what, Miguel Oliveira, three podiums? He's, he is doing an amazing job. How long have they yeah, been look, in MotoGP? Sorry? How long have they been part of MotoGP? Uh, KTM. Yeah. yeah. I th- uh, look, it's easy because the bike is called RC, RC16. Oh, 16. There you go. 16 oh, is wow. the year where they started. There you so go. it... So in five years, you know, five yep. years with zero experience. When they mm-hmm. arrived, yep. I remember that all the other manufacturers somehow looked at them like, here they come. Because they arrived with a, a, a tube chassis. With, yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, the with, chrome molly tube chassis. With their own, their own suspensions. Yeah. With, so, you know, like doing, like saying, we do things our own way. And all the others said, <laughs> another one who wants to invent the wheel. Yeah, another suitor. But, yeah. Yeah. But what happens? They are going, going, going. And like KTM said, in all the sports we went in, we finished winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. You know. And and, and yeah, they they they, 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 they will again. Like they they, they 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 will get a world championship very very soon. That that race on the weekend for me that was just the Marquez and Oliveira show. Those two guys neither of them put a foot wrong for that entire that was perfection they were just trading fast lap times and just pushing each oh, yeah. other and pushing it was incredible wasn't what it what did oliveira um what where did he start where did he qualify Six or eighth i don't remember uh, he was i think he was sixth he was on the back of the second row i think oh, okay sixth yeah Imagine so, if he look, was up a bit it would have been yeah <laughs> he's finished he started sixth and I, I think he lost one position, but then he had to catch up. He had a when, so he, he lost a, a lot of time. Energy, he overtook uh, Zarco, um, Aleix, Jack, Jack, Fabio, Quartararo, so a yep. lot of riders. Yeah. So, yep. and then he finished 1.6 behind Marquez. So, at a certain point, he was 0.8. Mm. So the key was 
for him, the, the negative key was the start. Yeah. And Marquez, look, and Marquez know he's so smart because he said <clears throat> when it started to rain or to, to drop, he said, I realized Oliveira is in the back. Mm. It's my time to push. So he yeah. had everything under control. He knew that Oliveira was somewhere in the back. Yep. For me, that's, you know, he has mm -hmm. everything under control. I don't know yeah. how, but he has everything under control. And he he's, went out to the race yeah. knowing that his only rival would be Oliveira. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah, another another five seconds back to back to Quadraro. So, yeah, clearly a two-horse race. Yeah, and, and KTM again. And Oliveira, I don't know if we have said it here, but for me, he's the new Dovizioso. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fair call. Yep. Yeah. Because look, he did very good in FP1. When you see Oliveira coming, it's not like the underdog that suddenly appears. No. Oliveira, you see, oh, oh, there he is. Mm -hmm. He did a very good FP1. So you could know, you knew that he would be there in the race. No yep. surprises. And there is another thing. Miguel, you, you don't have to expect doing him in the race, something that he has not done in the in the practice session. Mm. He performs exactly the same on Sunday. Yep. That he he did on 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 the practice session. Not yeah, less, like a metronome. but not less, but not more. There he yep. is. So yep, it just keeps going. Good. Yeah. Exactly. The the one thing I, that I really I really liked, and I think I mentioned this to you on um, on the on the chat, Manuel, while we were talking on the weekend. So he was on the he was on the hard front medium rear pretty much all weekend, um, and as you say, just getting getting down to those high twenties, low to, low twenty ones on the lap times, and then Sunday comes along, and they said there may be some rain, and it was a couple of degrees cooler, so they go out for the warm up, and the temperatures lower. So what does he do? He goes, I'll go and try medium front because if it's going to be cooler then I may be okay with the medium front. So he went out during the warm-up and he got similar times and then kept an eye on the temperature and it got, it got that little bit warmer again for, for the race. So he went, no, I'll go with the hard front. And he went back to what he was. But he wasn't scared to go and have a look. But differently to Vinales, have, as you say, Vinales just panics and changes everything. He just made one change and there was a reason for it. And then he went and had a look what the conditions were and he made the assessment and then went back and he just became the metronome again. It was incredible. Yeah, it's a matter of character, no? Person, yes. Also personal character, personality. Yep. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, indeed. And and Binder as well. Oh, my God. He started, where was he? The 15th, 16th or something? 16th, 16th. I think. 16th. Yeah, and as you say, it's attractive. Oh, yeah, can't overtake it, the Saxon ring. It's it's too tight and, and oh, no, yeah. yeah. Hang on. <laughs> Brad Binder, hold my beer. <laughs> Fourth, what a result. I mean, look, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a Jack Miller fan, so I wasn't happy seeing him go past Jack Miller for the World Championship points. But still, that, that was an incredible thing. Brad Binder, what a ride. Yeah, typical Brad performance, you know. The, pro the problem of, of uh, Brad until now, that he's a little bit roller coaster, right? Yes, yeah. Someday he's up there, then he disappears. Yep. And then he's up there and disappears. Yeah. But yeah. he has the talent because I, in the couple, Oliveira and Binder, he's the talented one. He's the one who has a world championship. He's yep. the one who won the first race for... KTM in MotoGP, remember, yes. in Bernou, yep. in the yep. Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. So I think KTM is a perfect couple, you know, perfect yeah. couple. 
I think so. I think so too. And yeah, it it wasn't a good week, obviously for uh, for for Danilo Petrucci. Unfortunately, he um he got taken out by Alex Marquez. I think didn't he? Yeah. I, that's, yeah. I didn't see the replay of it, but I just saw the the KTM mounting the LCR Honda. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see what's happening there. And, and the, best Alex Marquez, the best thing for Alex Marquez is that he, uh, the Danilo just went away. Yes. Because if not, he could have taken off his head from like this, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it was good. And um and obviously yeah, poor poor Ika. I think I think Ika's just struggling in general, maybe he's he's not ready to come up to MotoGP. Do you think? I don't think we'll see him here next year. No, I don't think. I don't think either. But uh, uh, you know, the the story with Iker, they made an experiment. You know how they <laughs> made him go to 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 KTM. It was an interesting story because it was after Jan Zarco left KTM. Remember? Yep. Was um, he the one we spoke about where they purely went by data? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yep. I remembered something. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't that he was standout. It was that his data was... Yeah, exactly. KTM people looked at the data of different riders mm -hmm. to check which on the data suited more to the riding the KTM mm. needed. Yep. And it looks like it didn't work. <laughs> data. So it would have been his data from the lower grade, so it wasn't really accurate from for yeah. Moto2. The, the way yeah. how the data means the way how he opens the gas, mm -hmm. you know, if it's if it's smooth, if it's aggressive, mm -hmm. uh, the transition between braking and accelerating. So all this, you can see how the bike, how the rider rides. And then yeah. knowing your bike, you know, if you need a rider who is smooth or if your engine doesn't allow an aggressive rider. And this is how they they approach that. Yeah. Riddle me this yeah. though, isn't aren't the bikes quite different? Moto two, the, the the bikes are quite different though, aren't they? From Moto, you would ride well, them differently. The, uh, the I can the thing I can tell you is that a Moto two bike may have hundred and forty horsepower, mm -hmm. and the Moto GP has two hundred and eighty. Yeah, double that. Yeah, there's no, a, it's there's, a little bit different. A, there is, yes, yeah, very different. I suppose there's a, there's a set of key technical characteristics that they're looking for in a MotoGP rider though as Manuel, as Manuel says um, they you know they want someone who opens the throttle in a certain way or transitions between throttle and brake in a certain way and so it's just those key tiny little snippets of data that that they that they're looking at in their Moto2 riders i suppose um, did did you sorry did you hear the conversation between Oliveira and i think it was Quartararo Talking about Raúl Fernández? Oh no, no, no! Tell us. Because when they were behind the podium mm. to get on the podium, they were watching the race. Ah, right. And they yep. started to have a conversation. Who was there? it? Was yes, it was Fabio and and uh, Quartararo. Yep. And they Miguel. said Miguel. Yeah. Yeah. Miguel <clears throat> and Fabio. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Are you just building they, anticipation? Yeah. They said, <clears throat> they said like, yes, do you, I like how he writes like, who did they say? Like, um, Vinales. Ooh. They said, right. yeah, Dan, uh, he's not so good, Dan. And they said, look, yes, he said, uh, one of them said, I think he writes like Vinales. And the other said, yes, yes, the same way. Right. With corner rear. speed, yeah, corner with state, corner yeah. speed and so on. So it's interesting because the, the riders, they 
they they read something that we just look at it and uh, and don't see anything. Mm -hmm. Wow, nice, interesting. Yeah, poor well, Raul, hopefully. Poor Raul. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey, don't 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 go don't go poor poor no, Raoul. He, poor. he had a bloody he had a bloody good weekend. No, no, he he fell off. I know, but it was a bloody good but weekend. Up because to again, that the mother in me that Manuel keeps telling me to shove deep down inside <laughs> and and not bring out when we talk about this. But I've, <clears> my ovaries explode every time I see Raoul and Adrian Fernandez, and they both <laughs> fell off yesterday. Yeah, that's right. They both look. I'm sending, uh, Andrea, I'm sending you a photo through WhatsApp uh, that explains very easy why Raul crashed, okay? And he knows, although he said after the race, like most of the riders say, I don't know what happened. I did the yep. same that the lap before. <laughs> he knew what it's happened. Like, he, know, he knows he messed up. All... He knows that he messed Look, up though, right? Like it was a stupid... Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. Remy, Remy got to him. I mean, we, um, <laughs> look, look, we're going to have to share this see... now with everyone. Yeah. yeah we'll, look, yeah. Uh, look at the, at this picture. What do you see? Uh, Raul is very much inside, much more inside the line, right? Yep. Yep. He is. He's, he's, he's given himself no more... room to cut into the apex. Yes. Look, he doesn't push the body outside the bike. So what yep. does this means that he had his lean under, Angle has to be more. That's what I was going to he say. Yeah, to, to get the same corner speed, he's going to yeah. have to get more lean angle. And, and here, he's just look, lost, have, out of here, here in this photo, he's already more leaned over. The angle yep. is, he's deeper than the other one. So it's pure mathematics. <laughs> yep. So he exactly. crashed. Why? Because yep. he did, he approached that turn and he wanted to keep Remy's speed. Which exactly. physically mm. was not possible with the position he was on the bike. Yeah, that's right. So Remy went so fishing. Maybe... He, he put a hook out and he caught himself yeah. a Raul. That's what he did. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we should uh, call Raul and explain him what he did wrong. Because <laughs> I'm he pretty. Seems I reckon he's. Because he's... he seems not to realize. You know. Well, apparently, yeah. He doesn't I reckon. Know what, yeah. Doesn't know what <laughs> he looked like there was a few tears. I reckon he knows he messed up there but this yeah, is so clear what happened there so absolutely no doubt yeah still indeed. sad still hurt my my little mum heart i know i know it yeah 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 no, you approach this too too soft you approach it too soft. i do but again right. it, does, it does highlight that he is new and he's a rookie and he's learning and even though he's yeah. been bloody incredible he's yeah yeah did you see the Human? the plate uh, remy gardner signed after the race Yes. Well, it's a 200, 200 Grand Prix. 200 race. Yeah. In, yeah. in Moto2. In Moto2. Yep. yep. Raul Fernandez, this was his eighth exactly. race yeah. in Moto2. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So he, he's allowed to do some mistakes. Yeah, exactly. We'll give, we'll give him that one. We will <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Um, before we go any deeper into, into Moto2, I just want to talk about Ducati in, um, in, in MotoGP. Um, Good weekend or bad weekend for Ducati, considering it was a Saxon ring. They've, I don't think they've really ever gone very well there, have they? It's too, it's too tight and twisty for them, and doesn't have long enough straights for them. Do you think they'd be happy with with fifth and sixth? Not no. if they were angry at Jack at for all. coming second or third. It was the other week. I'm getting that. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yep. You know, um, the luck was. 
that uh, Marquez made first, who is not in the championship. Yeah. The luck is that uh, Oliveira made second, who is not in the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem is that Quartararo finished in front of them and increased his advantage yep. in the championship. Yeah, that's right. I can see he's um, what we'll say he's twenty-two points in the lead now from 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 Zarco, and thirty-one points ahead of ahead of Jack. So that's, that's yeah, that's but twenty-two. Stu and under 22 is nothing because if uh, Quartararo has uh, a, a, DNF. Problem, a, a DNF, the advantage is gone. Yeah. And in this, in this point, Ducati is lucky because they have three guys immediately behind Quartararo. You know, they yep. are just waiting the mistake to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Cue did... the Jaws music. I'm sitting here trying to Google the starting grid and I can't find it. Um, didn't Peko start back a fair way as well? Very bad. Peko started, I think, 10th. 10th. Okay. Uh, Peko has uh, the problem. He has to... He has uh, the Mir problem. Not that big as Mir. I mean, qualifying is his big... um, Yep. Weakness. uh, Weakness. Exactly. That's the word. Because in the race... He, sorry, I was just going to say he didn't seem his himself when they were showing him sitting on the grid ready to go. He was he's usually so, and the commentators even made mention of it. He seemed a bit more like just not zen and focused. Yeah, mm. no, but he he knew that he had a, a, a difficult task in front of him, you mm-hmm. know. In but he made it. If you go through the lap chart, you see once again his mm. progression. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the good thing of, of uh, we have said he, this is before, he seems to be quite mature in racing because he doesn't um, hurry up. He takes things step by step. But, yep. and he got there. But to, to, to be, uh, to fight for the win, he has to start more further Yep, exactly. So yeah, not not a, not a good weekend for Ducati, but not a complete loss, as you say, Manuel. They're still within striking distance in the World Championship. Um, I know I've seen Jack on the social media saying that hey, it was okay, still a good haul of points, not too bad. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit different for them in Assen, though, isn't it? Yes, Assen should be a good track. I don't know for Ducati, but for Yamaha for sure. Mm. Look. Yamaha doesn't win in Assen or doesn't put at least two of the, their bike on the podium, then, then we can say, Iwata, Iwata, we have a problem. <laughs> are we putting money on that this, are we putting money on that this week? Ooh. Oh, you reckon, you reckon Vinales will come good this week? Do you reckon you'll see Vinales and Quattro on the podium at Assen? Well, with Vinales, you never know. You know? Yeah, exactly. With, <laughs> I, I wouldn't bet one dime on Vinales, never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's as much chance of Rossi but getting on there. <laughs> Quartararo will do very well. Yep, he, he's a, yep. For me, he's a real challenger for the win. Mm-hmm. In Asen. In Asen. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. Um, and Suzuki. Uh, what's going on at Suzuki? Oh, my God. That's, have, have they got their, um, their, their front squat device sorted out yet? Like when are they going to get it? Uh, no, no. But in in uh, look, I think that in Saxon Ring they couldn't use that because the 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 first corner was so close from the start. Yeah, you know. Yep. And 
that and the device to lower the bike when they accelerate was no meaning because basically there is no straight there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. They were only when should they put out the device to lower the bike? They, yeah, they were yeah. no those no space. The problem of Suzuki for me, it's like the same way last year they were like wow full of energy you know remember last year suzuki mm -hmm. wow an energy team everything works perfect yep. now it's like they are like mm. they have lost yep. the pressure yep. in the system yep yep they've been deflated exactly it's like the airbag after yep. 10 seconds oh. that's <laughs> <laughs> Very good example. That's it, yes, in, indeed, indeed. So, so what do they do? Where where do they go from here? Like, how do they how do they fix things? I was yesterday. I I wrote that the train of the championship is getting out of the station, and they oh, yeah. aren't on the train yet. Yep. So, Suzuki Suzuki's engineers have no holidays after Assen. You know, they have July. To, to work on it and uh, to give them the riders a chance to, to mm. be competitive. But to the same way, you know, because Mir may complain about the bike, but Mir has to do something to qualify better. Yes. Yeah. The bike, Alex Rins shows every race that it can happen much better than Mir does. Yeah. So, okay, okay, you don't have because me yesterday complained about, okay, you can, you could see perfectly when we, after the first turn, there is a steep up in, in Saxon Ring, very mm -hmm. steep. You don't see it very well on the TV, but it's very steep where the power makes the difference. Mm -hmm. So, Mir said, look, getting out of that turn, you could see clearly that we had no power. So, when we arrived at the, at the braking, in turn one, we were too far to try anything. Okay, mm. he's right. But Macho, you have to qualify better. Exactly, exactly. And as, as you've mentioned before, Manuel, like Mir and, and Rins can complain about the bike and, and then we can talk about why it's not qualifying well. But you look at those two riders' history in other classes and on other bikes, they've never qualified well. No, Mir, absolutely, Mir has, in all his career, two poles. Yeah. And he's world champion. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. With That's crazy. In uh, uh, regarding Rins, he is in the average of the category. You know, he's yep. not a good uh, qualifier like uh, Quartararo or like uh, Jorge Martin, but mm -hmm. he's in the average. So yep. if Mir were in this uh, in this package, he would have much more chances to do good races. But the championship is like you know, flying away. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're almost 50 points down already. It's, yeah, yeah they, they, they need uh They need crashes. to re reaction. <laughs> they need to react immediately. Yeah, they do. They, they definitely they definitely do. Um, okay, A anything else particularly before we move on to Moto2 and Moto3? Anything else that, that caught your attention for, for MotoGP over the weekend? Well, it's not a... It involves a MotoGP team. But it's not only MotoGP. And I talk about the Petronas team. Ah, yes, of course. Yep. Look, the Petronas team is uh, it's something similar that with Suzuki. You know, Suzuki last year was, wow. Mm -hmm. Everyone looked at Suzuki. I remember Maverick Vignali saying, we want to be 
like we have to be like Suzuki. This yeah. Maverick Viales. Mm -hmm. Once again, the grass, grass is greener. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick, that would be Maverick favorite sentence. This time it, it happened in Petronas. Petronas as well. You know, the arrival, it it is happening what they expected. The mm. arrival of Valentino has completely, how do you say, um, unbalanced mm -hmm. something that was really like everything was, you know, for example, look, what has happened in Petronas? Thursday in BT Sports interview with John McPhee, mm -hmm. the super educated John, you know, it's the most educated, quiet guy of the, of the Moto3. He said, well, when they asked him, how, do, how are you? He said, well, I'm not doing well. Why? Because my crew chief has been taken away from me and sent into the Jake Dixon garage. So was that, a, that was a Petronas team decision? Yes, but uh, the key of all this, and I wrote a long story, is the power of the pay-per-view pay TV. Yeah. All this movement and all decision is down to the, the desire of uh, BT Sport. After the retirement of Carl Crutchlow, mm -hmm. BT Sport needs a Brit in MotoGP. Yep. And they have decided, or they had, I don't know if I use had or had, yeah. <laughs> because now it's in the air. But they yeah. decided, let's say they decided that this guy was Jake Dixon. Yep. Why? Because, as we know, Jay, the Jay's, uh, Jake's profile is is funny. He's an open guy. He speaks well. He makes yep. people laugh. So he has a personality, right? So BT, BT Sport decided we want Jake Dixon in MotoGP. Mm -hmm. And Dorna has to um, fulfill their, their desires because it's, yep. it's one of the three big pay-per-view broadcasts that are in the championship. Mm -hmm. One is BT Sport, the other one is Dazon, and the other one is Sky yeah. in Italy, right? Okay. So some weeks ago, or maybe even months, no, weeks, weeks, weeks ago, somebody explained me that inside the Petronas team, they were already organizing Jake's teams for MotoGP. Wow. You know, they, they, they yeah. were planning right, like, like you do in a, in a, in a proper uh, company, you know, mm -hmm. programming the future. And this was something that was being done. Yep. Now, a little brackets, obviously, this meant that Valentino would not be there. Mm -hmm. Clearly. The yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> the problem is that Jake's results have been very bad. Yeah. Disappointing. Much... Uh, 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 under what the expectations. Mm -hmm. So it was very difficult to justify Jake's jump into the MotoGP. <gasps> yep. So somebody got, oh, oh, what is happening? We have to solve this. Jake accused his team, uh, his crew chief uh, of this, uh, for these bad results. Right. And the crew chief, what happened with the crew chief? He accused Jake Dixon. Of course. For the poor performance, of course. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Result, the crew chief was fired after Barcelona. Yep. 
because Jake is important and the crew chief not. Yeah, yeah, so, that's right. You can always find another crew chief. Exactly. <laughs> and VT Sport cannot find another Jake Dixon. Exactly, yeah. So what happened? They fired the crew chief and they looked around and took John McPhee crew chief and put yep. it alongside Jake Dixon. Yep. And this is the story. Wow. Okay. So you can see that John was super upset, super yeah. upset, because now comes the second part of the story. Already last year, John McPhee failed to go to Moto2 like he was promised. Right. He was promised. Oh, this is the second thing for him. Because uh, BT Sport preferred Jake Dixon yep. in that team. That John yep. McPhee, who is the pro, the TV profile of John McPhee, is uh, more boring. Let's say yes. less interesting. Yeah. Mm. So this is the politics and the background. Wow, and that's as you say, that is a um, an issue across all three categories as well. Like with with the Petros yeah, yeah. team being in all three, that's that's going to have ramifications all the way up to MotoGP, as you say, Rossi, uh, Dixon, McPhee. That's that's going to be keeping Razlan Razli awake and, at night. And I tell you more. Look how it works, Sandra. They prepare. Look, if you if you just watch and you don't know the inside, you you just eat this because suddenly mm -hmm. uh, during the weekend appeared um, interview of Razlan Razali, mm -hmm. the team owner, in an interview in a Malaysian uh, newspaper, oh. where he said, where he said, well. Um, we will start to to work again with young riders. That is, this is our mission here to grow up with young riders. So they were introducing, you know, like yep. starting yep. to to manipulate your mind. Yeah, re reframe the entire situation. That's what he's looking at doing yeah. clearly. Yeah, indeed. but going back, like you're talking about McPhee, and I I have to mention Darren Binder because I think he's he's. Yes, he's made a couple of mistakes, but I feel like he's copping a bit of a shit end of the stick at the moment. Mm -hmm. He's riding so maturely, and I don't know how he's keeping his shit together, all the penalties he's been copping. <laughs> but he, to me, would be a clear one to move up to Moto2 before McPhee. So McPhee's kind of probably screwed either way. But can we quickly talk about Darren? Because I feel like, yeah, he deserves yeah, a bit I, of... I, I, yeah, I think that Darren, because of many reasons... One is because his size, you mm -hmm. know, he's sitting on that bike like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Second, like, like Stuart, Stuart on a pony. Yes, yes. Oh, oh thanks, <laughs> but yes. Oh, you're pretty small though. <laughs> it's a tiny pony. <laughs> and then because he has been already many years in Moto Three, and he has to give a try, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The problem is that. He will, if he does, he will not be world champion. So his uh, his fee is not the one. You know, he will, he won't get probably a good team. Mm. But John, for example, I think you know, I, I don't know how it works, but I think there is a maximum age to race in oh, Moto Three, of course. Mm -hmm. And that age, I'm sure that is running out for John. I think so. Yeah, isn't it like twenty-eight or twenty-five or something? Yeah, something like this, twenty. You know, twenty-something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it was 26, but I'm not sure. Something like that, yeah. And, yeah, you look at John McPhee, he looks about 42. So. <laughs> hey, he's had a hard year. He's had a bloody hard year. He's, yeah, he's 17. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some oil of you, Len. Yeah, yeah, oh, clearly. Yeah, no, uh, it's a shame. Poor John, because, you know, he's such, such a nice mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Yeah, all right. As well, uh, as well as Darren, you know, but Darren is like, he's getting the sticks of everything he has done in the past. He's paying the bill now. Yeah. Oh, when, it's all coming back to him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. But let's, while we're on Moto3, Pedro Costa. Wow. Again, again. Incredible. As we said at the beginning, during the, uh, during the opening, Manuel, that Moto3 race was civilized. It was quite grown up. Uh, there was not too much dirty stuff. There was a little bit of niggle in there, just how we like it. Um, and we, we still didn't know on the on the last or the penultimate lap who was going to win that race. Mm-hmm. But again, the cream rises to the top. Pedro Acosta, what a ride, eh? I had my 68-year-old yeah. mum last night because it was my last night with my family. And this, again, I was blaming you guys for this. My last <laughs> night with my mum and sister and her newborn baby. And I'm like... Look, I'm just going to put the race on. If you get too bored, just tell me and I'll turn it off. And I'm explaining yep. to my mum, and she's standing in front of the TV for the last two laps, like going for Pedro Acosta. She's like screaming out and yelling. <laughs> and it was bloody beautiful. Brilliant. Good Look, to see. I, I have sent you a photo. Yep. On I'll WhatsApp. See, yeah. Do you, do yeah, you there see he is photo? at the beginning, Look, from. Look uh, here. Oh, yep. On, on that photo, what do you see? Look the position of Pedro Acosta mm-hmm. uh, doing a kind of an, an uh, yes, it's it's a, a one, two, three. He's getting out of turn three up the hill doing turn mm-hmm. four. Look his body position on the bike. Yep. He's, he's exiting a right hander and his position already is ready to turn into the left hand mm-hmm. and look the others how They're the others are leaning. on the bike yep mm-hmm. so look these are these little this is technique this is riding mm-hmm. technique yep. you know and this probably this you see when you go through the race again and start to look at the details yeah yeah and these are the details that when people wow what does he do different obviously mm. you don't see it uh, when it is happening at the moment so very quick but when you go down and stop and have a look here is so clear he's riding different just, than the others yeah yeah, yeah he's exactly a bit different of thinking a bit faster and a little bit ahead and no no he's this on is a different pure, level. pure riding technique pure riding exactly. technique yeah and, and this no is magic. why he will there is he'll no move magic so in racing up the classes no exactly yeah yep yep that's right that moto um, three finish was oh, freaking hilarious! Bloody Jeremy Jer- Alcoba. Jeremy Alcoba's a dickhead. Oh, Je- Jeremy Alcoba he- should 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 have been banned <laughs> for seven <laughs> races. You know, yeah, I think I'll- I think that sounds like a face palm of the week to me, Stu. I think you might be right there. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's just, you it's have to do. How can you not no, do it? Because I'm wearing Come glasses. On, take your glasses off. Don't let the listeners and the more the the watchers. <laughs> All right. Come on. So, yep. All right. So, oh, so have you got what, a headache? I forgot you've yeah, got a bit I've, of a headache. I've got a bloody stinking headache. So for oh, what maybe he should... did on the weekend, Jeremy Alcoba gets my <laughs> face palm of the week. Oh, my God. I'm covered in stuff I'm sorry. Now. I hope you don't get a worse headache now. Oh, yeah. Too bad. Oh, well. I, would, I would have taken one for you. I would have done it. It's, but it's yeah, worth it. What? He was meant to, he got told to drop back, didn't, overtook someone else. Yep. And then I thought, I swear Foggia went out 
of track limits. I saw it on the last lap and I went, mum, see that? He's gone out yeah. of track limits. He's going to lose a spot. But then they showed the footage, but no one ever mentioned it. Yeah, I, I thought they were all going to cop penalties. And then yes. I was like, what, does the fifth the, person uh, end up third? <laughs> like, it was just like... Yeah, but, but I think that uh, to penalise Alcoba with just one position, one position, was it? or Yeah, one position. That was too soft, you know, because... Yeah. His move was like suddenly a bullet appeared in the middle of the of the of the group, and he he messed up with everything. Yes, yeah, that that there is a classic um, example of when a three second penalty is appropriate because in that crowd, a three second penalty would have put him down to ninth or tenth. <laughs> that's that's more like. And then you've got Jake who did what he did, and he's now got a long lap in the next race that's going to screw him oh. over. And I think what Jeremy Alcoba did was yeah, yeah, way well, worse. Yes. Exactly. And it's, it's just, as we were saying last week, race direction. Okay. So you know, give them props for, for yes, they're trying to take control of things, but is this thing is race direction run by clowns. They, they clearly just don't have a clue. So I'll put that on the doing. show notes. I'll yes. put that on the show notes. Do it. Who is it? I, Freddie I Spencer's that, up there or something? There are three of them, but I, I, when you see what's happening, I would like to know who is the one, who decided for Jake and who is the one who yeah. decided yeah. for yeah. for Jeremy and and w- what I loved because I didn't like to get upset is in the Parc Ferme mm. this Jeremy Alcoba complaining about the penalty <laughs> like he complained I I said I can't believe this this guy is complaining yeah. Like, really, really, mate? Go back and watch the video. It's all right. He got photo. He got photos and everything first before he. Yeah. He was having all that done. Quick, delete those. That'll be that'll be race direction. I'll be going delete those photos. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Bloody. But, but yeah. So so Pedro Costa obviously increases his lead at the top. There, he's got he's got. I think they call it a massive bloody lead. Um, in, in Moto3 at the moment. So so good on him. And again, another example of um, the incredible weekend that KTM are having. Like, good on them. Well done. And Kaido uh, Toba yeah. came second. I was very happy. Kaido Toba. That yeah. was brilliant. That was so good to yeah. see. That was really brilliant. good. Yeah. Very good. Great and I am so curious, guys, to see where Alcoba is going to finish. Because yeah. now, you know, all the brands are thinking about him. And yeah. basically, Honda, who normally buys the riders on a check. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they have not bought him yet. You yeah, know, exactly. I can't imagine that. It's like Raul, Raul Fernandez in Moto2. Yep. Now, now they are saying that Yamaha is interested in him and this and that. Mm-hmm. K- KTM knows that he has, they have two jewels in these two guys. Yes. Yeah. Will they let them go? Will they match the offers that they will get get from others? So mm-hmm. these two guys are in, in this moment really interesting to follow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, these are the guys that, whenever I see a, a news article about them, I'm that's the one I want to look at for sure. Yes, I got the phone call the other day from uh, Motorcycle News from the UK, mm-hmm. and they want me to do a big, huge story about. Uh, Acosta. Nice. The, they will run it, I think, in two or three weeks' time. Because yep. Acosta is the big sensation of the championship. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So before we wrap up, 
let's let's just finish talking about Moto, uh, about Moto Two. We've had a chat about MotoGP. We've gone through the Moto Three, Moto Two, a race for the purists. Realistically, it it it, it wasn't that you know like close bike to bike elbow banging no. all that sort of stuff. It was just Remy Gardner taking control and just banging in lap times that nobody else could match. And Ralph Fernandez couldn't handle the heat. What what a ride. What a ride from Remy. Yes, he... You know, for him, the championship should end in ascent because he has already shown that he's the best. Yeah. What for yeah. race, another eight race? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he should... Uh, he's so so much in a different level than the others. And yes. what a difference one year makes. Like just, you know, we've spoken to him a few times now The and yeah, the maturity and the, it's just clicked. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the team. Look, the other day, Oliveira explained very well because Oliveira was in that team in Moto2 for three years. Mm-hmm. And he said, that team is very, he said, Aki Ajo, who is the owner, he said, he is a kind of special. You know, and then he said, it's the perfect team if the rider is ready to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Okay. Because Aki pushes, pushes, he, you know, he pushes the rider to the limit and makes mm-hmm. him work and makes him train. So it's the place to be. And with Remy, it has to work great. You know, he really? probably has shown him to focus. He has showed him uh, uh, to work professionally so yep. the big step has been incredible yeah and i see that aki just signed on with ktm for another five years as well claro they have like an academy with him you yeah. know yep so it's yeah it's absolutely correct my my only concern at moto 2 at the moment i think is is comment that you've probably mentioned before on here manuel is when remy and raul go who's going to step up I, I don't see anybody else that's riding at that same standard. We were talking about Sam Lowe's last year and earlier in the year, um, but he's just really fallen off the pace. Like he he worked yeah. his way back to fifth this week, but he's he he's he crashed nowhere. again. He crashed again in Saxon. So yep. I don't know if he somehow he got hurt or because mentally Sam is strong. He has been the big. He has been the top crusher in the championship for years. Yep. In, yep. All, in all categories, he has mm-hmm. been. So I don't think it has somehow... Um, it doesn't rattle him. him. Yeah, it doesn't rattle no, him. No, 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 it's not. So I I only can imagine that there is there has been some physical stuff that we yeah. don't know. Yeah, exactly. But, Stu, regarding who are going to take the... If Acosta arrives in Moto2, amigo... Ah, of course, him. yes. <laughs> yeah, there we there go. Are, there Simple. are some who are stepping up. Then it, maybe yes. Daring is arriving, you know. So there, there are cool. young kids arriving. Moto3, there are a lot of crazy guys. So, yeah. Manuel, because this is my first summer break, because last year was a whole different season, um, yeah. are we going to see many changes popping? Or, you know, the outcomes for changes happening next year, are they going to start popping up now? Poppy Mark means? Oh, um, are some of the changes for 2022 going to start being talked about through this Oh, break? yeah, yeah, sure. Look, I, in my opinion, the most important thing, and I was uh, some months completely 
opposite thinking is that Valentino will announce his retirement after the summer. This mm -hmm. I am pretty sure. Yeah. You know, and then the the pop-ups will be more in the lower classes because mm -hmm. in MotoGP, apart from the Tech Tua team, which Remy already uh, will be there, there will be another that probably could be Raul. I don't know. Well, there's still some extra seats rest... popping up in MotoGP, though, isn't there? That is going to yeah, mix it up. No one knows if Petrucci is going to be staying or not. I suppose that's no, one I, of the big I ones. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. So basically, there are. Look, there will be. Uh, one uh, seat in KTM Tech Trois that mm -hmm. could be Raul. Then there will be one seat in Aprilia. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Dovi uh, Patronus. Dovi. Dovi will. Hey, Dovi will test today. Is the twenty third? Twenty first. First. Ah, in the twenty third. Mm -hmm. Dovi is going to test in Misano with the Aprilia. Oh, nice. Nice. Ah, look, to, to end, because this is getting too long. You yep. know, there, were, there, has, there has been an, an announcement in Germany. Gresini team is switching to Ducati. Next yes. yes, yes, correct. Okay. With two riders, uh, Di Gian Antonio and uh, Enea Bastianini. Yes, right? yep. that's going to be a good time. The move, you know, that Bastianini had a contract with Ducati and there was a clause that Ducati could renew automatically his contract. Mm -hmm. Bastianini was speaking with Aprilia. Aprilia had a big interest in Bastianini. Yep. And what did Ducati do? They activated they... the clause. Oh. Bastards. <laughs> how do you, how do you, uh, in Spain, uh, there is a paper we used when we were writing with ink. Yeah. You know, like you put oh, the blotting oh, paper. Yeah, yes, yes. Blotting paper. Bl yeah. Bl blotting. Yes. Yeah. 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 I used to use it at school when you write with yeah. the ink and then you put the paper over the top to dry it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So this is basically. That is basically what uh, Ducati has done with the, yep. with Amelia. <laughs> they have dry the ink. <laughs> <laughs> you can't change that now. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> oh, so, no. Uh, uh, and another move, because we all expected that Gresini would be the satellite team of Aprilia. Yes. But Ducati has sucked Gresini to them. So Aprilia is again with just two bikes. Yeah. One mm. rider. Uh, it becomes even more important that the second rider that they have on board is a good rider who can gather lots of data for them, doesn't it? Yes. I spoke with Rimola, the super chief of Aprilia, and explained me. We want Dovizioso, mm -hmm. whatever roles, whatever role he wants to play. If yep. he wants to be the test rider, would be fine. If he wants to be full Grand Prix rider, it's fine for us. You know, nice. I don't see Dovi doing a full season. I don't see mm -hmm. him. So they they have to hire a young rider instead. Yep. But again, the move of Ducati has been, you know, really it's like civil war between Ducati and Aprilia with... Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> there will be eight Ducatis on the grid oh, next God. season. That's how are they, insane. How are they going to manufacture the, all those parts? That's there crazy. will be five. There will be five 2022 bikes. Oh, right. And three 2021 bikes. Right, okay. 
Okay, yeah, there you go. four bikes, four factory bikes will be for Pramac and the Ducati team. Mm -hmm. And the other one will be for Luca Marini with the, uh, Saudi, with the Saudi money. Ah, uh, the Aramco VR46 team. <laughs> of course. They, said to the, they arrived to Gigi and said, how much costs a, a full factory bike? Bang! Here the money. <laughs> wow. More than you can afford. Want to bet? <laughs> and I tell you what, look, I tell you what, Ducati will have five young Italian riders. So yes, they, have, right. they have left uh, Aprilia with no option. So there will be Bagnaia, uh, Bastianini, Di yep. Gian Antonio, Marini, and Bezzecchi. Bezzecchi, yeah, exactly. Wow, I'm just looking through Moto2 to see who's left. So you're going to have someone like Nicolo Bulliger, Celestino Vietti, Tony Arbolino, a lot, bam, boom. We can go and, get, <laughs> go and get him out of Moto2. Or Stefano no, Manzi. These are all... No, no, no. And... Um, who the, the top will arrive from Moto3? I, I, I'm looking forward to see Pedro Acosta on a Moto2. You know? Exactly, Pedro is a, yeah. wow, we want to see him as quick as possible. Yep, yep, indeed. Okay, so look, before we wrap up, Assen this weekend. So we've had one amazing weekend of racing, we've got another one coming up. What are your tips for Assen? You, you reckon Yamaha is very go interesting? Well? No, Assen is a big question mark. Why? Because the track is complete, the asphalt is completely new. It's been resurfaced. Of course. And it always rains. New. It always rains in us. So completely new. Therefore, the uh, tire manufacturer is allowed to take four different back tires. Ah, right. Yep. Because they haven't, they haven't, uh, how do you say? Uh, they have rubbed the it in. They haven't tested it. They don't know no, uh, yeah. what the, so the wear is going to be like. And uh, they don't know the setup of the bike. So it will be a difficult uh, situation because they will have to work a lot of setup and the yep. bikes won't be ideal for the race. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, so who does that lean towards? When you think about the riders for a rider racing on that who? kind of track, who the do, who do you the, reckon? The talented Miguel? one. No, the talented one. This guy. This guy, Brad Binder, Brad Binder Jack. Jack. Yep. You know, the, guy, the guys who... Immediately, you will see it in FP1 who are the talented one mm -hmm. in FP1 because they arrive and bang, bang, bang. And yeah. if it's going to rain, others, if it's going to rain, Fabio is going to shit his pants. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. And Miguelis will stay in the boxes. I think he won't ah. leave the box. But you will see that in FP1, the top will be the talented one. Then the others will start to work, mm -hmm. yep. you know, like the Oliveiras and this, ping, 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 ping. And we'll get that. All, uh, obviously, Quartararo is uh, makes part of the talented group. Obviously, yep. Vinales nice. will do very well. Vinales. Yep. Then the problem is that the others will come, and he will start to change the bike. He will do no very panic. well in FP1, and then and they'll catch no, him. And they'll, yeah, they'll get better than him. <laughs> so you think we'll see Vinales do well on FP1, FP2, and then FP3? He'll just he won't make that Swallowed much up. of a yeah of, a, of an improvement. And then he'll shit himself and qualify. Look, let, let, let's do a, a list. Brad Binder is a talented one. Yep. Vinales. Yep. Mr. Burger King, Saxon yep. King, or... Mr. Burger uh, King. <laughs> 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 uh, Quantararo, Brinder, Jack. Jack, 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 obviously, Jack. Yep. Zarco is also a talented mm. guy. Yep. You know, Peko probably not. 
Mia? Well, I think the Mir, yes, this part of the good stuff. Yeah. Mm. We will see. We will see. I'm curious to see if 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 I am right or not. So you reckon the ones that will struggle are people like Paul, Elaish, you reckon uh, who else? Miguel might might make his way up, but he won't be up yeah, there straight yeah, away. Yeah, because they they their potential is on working on the bike. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know okay. the one, for example, uh, Alex Marquez is a guy who needs bomb, bomb, bomb to come. You know, that's the difference. I think Beko will be like this. Another nice. talented guy, super explosive guy. We have seen is Jorge Martin. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, he's, a, he, he, he he's an atomic scene, bomb. He? He's yeah. an atomic bomb. Yeah, yeah, until he does explode and, and falls off the bike. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, Indeed. because at- atomic bomb explodes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. That's what they do. Uh, all right. What an, what an amazing conversation once again, Manuel. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Thanks for getting out of bed for us. We, re- we really well, appreciate finally, it. Well, I, finally, maybe I can uh, have breakfast. My olive oil. Bread tomato and, to- and tomato. We, ha- we add them all the time now. It's like, can you get some sourdough and get some tomatoes? We need to have the Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Now that you, you had to educate me on how to, once I little, got over the fact that you have to little grate. little bit of pecorino over the top. The grating the tomato thing is still, conf- I'm curious, people in the world, who grates their tomatoes? Because I've never done that before in my life. <laughs> now you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, Andrew, before we go, have you got some messages for the viewers I and sure listeners out do. there? sure do. Just shout outs today to Hilly, Rodrigo and Edwin. They're a couple of our regular YouTuber commenters, so keep them coming. We Whoa. love hearing from you. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, no, especially especially what you don't like, so we can learn yep. and improve. And exactly. I've stopped drinking for the person that commented about me keeping my mouth shut or stopping drinking. <laughs> no, that was ages ago. I'm over it. I'm over it. I promise. <laughs> I'll never stop drinking. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, right. yeah, please get on the socials. Uh, let all your friends know about us. Get on to YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Uh, hit the hit the notification bell. Hit the, uh, the like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. There's probably a graphic on the screen about now. Um, and we shall see you after this weekend's Ooh. racing in Aston. The most important thing is to get out and watch the racing, whether it's at home or with your mates. Get and watch that race at Aston. It's going to be a good one. It's the last one for, uh, I think we've got a two-week break after that. So, uh, and we'll so have, yeah. we'll have... Stu, I, I need, I need uh, your help. I Go don't on. know where I have to fly to because in the past I normally went to Holland. Yes. But now it seems that it's not Holland anymore. Now it's Netherlands. It's so Netherlands. You, you don't, yeah, you know <laughs> yeah, that because exactly. now they don't want uh, the country to be called Holland anymore. I know you're not allowed know. to. It's not politically correct. <laughs> so I don't know where to fly to. <laughs> I just want to go, I just, just want to go to the flat place with all of the clogs. Just let me go there. <laughs> That's brilliant. You can go there. You can smoke of the broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> a cafe in the in the cafes there, no? Exactly. Have an, are you are you going to this race? You are, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my plane ready. You know, let me tell you an anecdote. Once in Holland, in Holland, yeah. sorry, the Netherlands. Yeah. I was driving, and there the the people are more or less like you in Australia. If there is ninety per hour, it's ninety per hour. So only you and the the people from Holland follow that. Yes. Okay. So then I was driving, obviously, at 120, 130. <laughs> and suddenly a Porsche, convertible Porsche, mm-hmm. arrived behind me. 
and I said, okay, this guy is going fast. So I just pulled to the right and then yeah. he passed me and stayed in front. And then uh, a light came out from the Porsche <gasps> police. Oh, no. Mm. Oh. <laughs> A convertible Porsche. Convertible Porsche. <laughs> That's it. My next job is going to be with the uh, with the Dutch the police. police force. <laughs> wow. So, and look at this. He stopped me, and obviously, there he came. Papa, the ticket. I said, yep. uh, "Sorry, I have no money." And then he asked me, "Do you have a Visa card?" Yes. Okay. Follow me to the next bank. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the ATM. So I said, no, 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 sorry, I have the money here. <laughs> oh my god, is that dodgy then? Because you're giving them cash. That's yeah, legit. Yeah. You can pay cash or not? Because if you don't pay, they know that you are going to escape from the country without yeah, paying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this the the Porsche. I said it was a white Porsche. I said, wow, incredible, crazy, crazy, awesome. Only you, only you and the Dutch. Only you and the Dutch follow the rules. Yes, yeah, we have to here in Australia for all those non-Australians over fines. here. Yeah, we can't afford the fines. Okay, look, look, they, 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 one day insane. I was one day I was driving to Phillip Island at night. Yep. 130, 140. Ah, and suddenly a car come in the front, the lights, and then I see through the mirror. Big U-turn. And then all the lights on. Yep. yep. And you're like, what? What did I do? <laughs> so, so he stopped me before arriving in Phillip Island. There comes the guy, big guy. Did he say, yeah. g'day, mate? Have you got your license? No, no. Like and that? then he saw my, he heard my perfect English. Yep. <laughs> and, and, he, and he forgave me. He said, oh, nice. yes, and let See? me go. I said, no, this is not Australian. This must be an alien nah. coming from yeah, a planet. Nah, Austria, yeah. Australians are good blokes. Yeah. Country, country <laughs> coppers are all right. There's yeah. any, if there's any Aussie country coppers out there listening to this, thanks for letting right, us off guys. for speeding. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting Manuel off, indeed, indeed. Okay. All right, guys, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Have an awesome time in Aston, uh, Manuel. As we said, make sure you take photos, get them to Andrew, get them up on the socials, and we'll talk to you guys next week after we've seen probably another Quadrara win, but win, but maybe this guy getting up there as well. So uh, have an incredible weekend, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Adios. Adios.